0: The first, probably one of the earliest people that people like Penn and Teller and other magicians came out against and proved him for the huckster and scam artist that he is. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't like the fact that people are coming out and explaining how he does his tricks, coming out and revealing his secrets. So what's he doing? Well, he's taking advantage of copyright law to try to... uh, to twist the arms of video websites like YouTube and Google Video to remove his career damaging these career damaging videos that people are posting about him. Let me give you the story from the AP. He became a superstar in the 70s, made millions with an act that included bending spoons seemingly through the power of his own mind. Now the online video generation is so bent out of shape over the self proclaimed psychic's behavior that he's fast reaching the same internet pariah status as the recording and movie industries. Geller's tireless attempts to silence his detractors have extended to the popular video-sharing site YouTube, landing him squarely in the center of a raging digital-age debate over copyrights, and uh, controlling them, actually, amid the massive volume of video and music clips. flowing uh, flowing freely online, Geller's critics say he and others are abusing a federal law meant to protect against online uh, copyright infringement, and that YouTube and other websites aren't doing enough to combat frivolous claims. At issue is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, and this is the scary part, the DMCA, which makes it easy for Geller and others to persuade internet companies to remove uh, remove videos and music simply by sending so-called takedown notices that claim copyright ownership. Most companies, including YouTube, do almost nothing to investigate the claims. According to the Electronic Frontier Foundation's Jason Schultz, all it takes is a single email to completely censor someone on the internet. At least when it comes to these companies like YouTube and, and Google Video, which are the same company since Google bought them. But basically what the uh, the process, as I understand it, is is that somebody sends one of these DMCA takedown notices to YouTube and they say, hey... That's my video, and someone else posted it. So it's a allegedly a copyright violation. Now, you know how it is when people get legal notices, cease and desist. Most people don't want to put up a fight. Right. They aren't interested in going to court. Uh, if they did indeed violate something, they're willing to make good and, and take it down and, and settle. And just, just don't take me to court. Don't get the government involved. Right? Nobody wants the government to get involved. And so... These uh, companies like YouTube, when they receive one of these DMCA notices, they figure, well, you know, somebody took the time to fill out one of these notices. They probably own the this material. We're not going to go to bat for our users because they, I'm sure they get a number of these every single day, what with all of the, the people posting clips from various television shows and that sort of thing on, on YouTube. YouTube just you know they get the notice in and they, they flag the account or they flag the, uh, the particular episode that's been posted and it take, you know the, their system takes it out. And then when you try to pull it up again, it says something like, "Sorry, this video is unavailable. Well, that's because they probably got one of those DMCA notices. But they don't bother to check the claims of the individuals that are giving them the notice. And who could expect them to? I mean, if they're getting a hundred notices a day, they probably have a few people on staff whose job it is to just simply remove things from their website. But t- checking claims would be an invest- an investigative process. You'd have to somehow verify that the person who was sending you the, the DMCA removal notice was indeed actually who they claimed to be, first and foremost. Secondly, that they are indeed the copyright holder on the alleged piece of material. And then, once you verified all that information... Then you could remove it.
1: Wow. This but, is the first I've heard of this.
0: Well, well, that's because you haven't been, you know, I guess you haven't been p- um, posting copyrighted stuff to the Internet. No. Um, this is more of like an administrative thing. I've gotten one of these because there was something going on, I guess, behind the scenes with the, um, our old Internet admin. Um, he's not on the job anymore, but apparently he was doing something with torrent files with our server. And as you know, torrents are frequently used for uh, for transferring copyrighted Music and movies over the internet. And so I got one of these notices that said, hey, you're in violation of the DMCA Copyright Act if you don't remove this from your server then we're going to take action and it was it was given to me by the server company the company that we host our server with and you know i i don't want our server to go anywhere i didn't know this was going on i was completely out of my hands i didn't i had no idea this was being done with our server so i i let them know well this according to what i can tell this isn't even being done anymore so i don't know what the bureaucratic process is like i don't know how long it takes for the, these notices to sort of swim around through the system But either way, it's affecting people that are trying to post these Yuri Geller videos, and... So for as nearly as, Geller, as long as Geller's been bending spoons and moving compass needles with a wave of a hand, professional magicians have been loudly debunking his claims of psychic ability. A new generation of critics led by 30-year-old Brian Sapient of an organization called the Rational Response Squad have taken their crusade online. Sapient and others recently posted several video clips to YouTube demonstrating how Geller allegedly uses simple sleight of hand in his act. One slow-motion clip uh, shows Geller quickly placing a small magnet on his left thumb before purporting to move the needle of a compass in front of a live television studio audience in Israel, where he was born. Another includes Geller's infamous Tonight Show flop, in which Johnny Carson exposed Geller by providing his own spoons and other props for him to use, so that way he couldn't use his own stuff that he brought. And, again, as you might imagine, Yuri does not appreciate people posting these clips online, and back in the uh, the early days of his career in the 70s and in the in the 80s when he was getting these gigs on television the only people who would ever seen that exposed would have been those who would have watched that particular episode but now anybody can see it now anybody who's googling for Yuri Geller is going to get video clips of him being exposed so actually the internet is acting as a wonderful mechanism to help expose con artists And hucksters like this guy. And he's pretty pissed off about it. So he's using government law to crack down on the people that are posting his videos. In March, YouTube took down many of the clips and suspended Sapient's account when Geller sent takedown notices claiming he owned the copyrights to the unflattering clips. That touched off an online tempest that has made Geller the subject of widespread derision and ridicule on several popular blogs. Quote, Yuri Geller, the man who got rich bending spoons with his mind, isn't just a con artist, he's also a copyright abuser. Well, of course, copyright is abuse in my opinion. But nonetheless, this just shows one of the ways that the law is being perverted. One of the ways, one of the unintended consequences of copyright law, right here. And we'll give you a little bit more information on the way here, Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And I'm sure Geller did not expect this to happen. He probably just thought he could get away with sending these notices... And have your uh, YouTube shove some of these uh, clips under the rug, and it'd be all done with and over with. Not so. Now it's bo- and now it's blown up into a national news story. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia? You can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. All the features are totally free, and those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens and dozens of ladies who have taken the time to uh, send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. That is Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. And pop quiz, what do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? Well, the answer is very little. But the Prometheus Institute at ReadPI.com is looking to make a real impact in Washington. Not in 40 years, but right now. To find out what makes the Prometheus Institute different from all the other flatwater political think tanks, visit readpi.com. That is readpi.com. So we're talking about a huckster, a scam artist. Many of you um, are, maybe I guess many of you who are over the age of thirty probably are familiar with Uri Geller. Um, He was big in the 1970s because he was a well, he was a magician, but he was also a scam artist, as the best magicians are, and he pretended to be able to bend spoons. This was an amazing feat, I guess, uh, for television audiences back then. And, of course, inevitably, there were uh, those individuals who wanted to out him as a a scammer, as a fraud. Um, And people did that, including Johnny Carson. And there was video footage of him being outed as a fraud, which has now resurfaced, you know, two decades later. And is being posted on YouTube.
1: Are people still into Yuri Geller? I've never heard of him in my
0: life. He's still out there trying to, you know, sell tickets to to shows. I guess he's wow. he's doing something to continue to push his name and and make money. Maybe in countries that uh, aren't as aware of his infamy, I suppose. But nonetheless, uh, the internet is proving a very versatile. Uh, A very versatile foe for Mr. uh, Geller because he can barely keep up on his own with all the people that are posting the video clips to YouTube. And What he's doing is he's using the DMCA Copyright Act uh, to send out notices, basically cease and desist notices to these companies claiming that the videos are his... In fact, uh, let me give you a little bit more information here. Brian Sapient from the Rational Response Quad has been posting these videos, and the video in Sapient's YouTube account were restored two weeks later after Sapient complained. It also turned out that Geller owned no more than eight seconds of the 13 minutes of video, according to Geller's own court filings. But Geller's still suing Sapient in Philadelphia's federal court, accusing him of copyright infringement. Sapient says the clips are protected by the First Amendment laws, which allow for fair use of copyright. Copyrighted material. Quote, put it in its simplest terms, this case is about theft, not speech. Read court documents that filed last week on Geller's behalf. He, who has become nearly as famous for his prolific litigation as for his alleged psychic abilities, knows his way around the court system. He unsuccessfully sued longtime nemesis James Amazing Randy. You may be familiar with that name. Um, he's appeared on uh, view, a few episodes of Penn & Teller's BS. He's a kind of an older, white-bearded uh, former magician who now has dedicated his life to exposing s- uh, scam artists and hucksters. Uh, James Randy is the man who is offered the very famous uh, I don't know if it's called the Randy Prize. There's some name for it. But basically, he's put up a million dollars to anybody that can prove psychic abilities. So if you are someone who claims to be able to read minds or tell the future or, you know, talk uh, with ESP, all the crazy crackpot psychic things that people have claimed over the years, all you have to do is go to the Randy Foundation and sign up to be a part of this trial where he'll get together with some of his scientists and they'll, they will work with you, the psychic, the alleged psychic, to come up with a, a set of criteria by which your, uh, your measures, your, your abilities will be measured. And, uh, of course, nobody has ever even gotten past the qualification round. Yeah, good this. luck with that. Right, so that's who uh, James Randi is, and he's been sued at least three times for uh, defamation, stemming from Randi's own efforts to unmask Geller, and uh, Geller also lost several other cases lodged against his critics through the years. Geller, who lives in London, referred his calls to his Philadelphia lawyer, Richard Weinlander, who uh, conceded that Geller probably didn't foresee the firestorm his lawsuit would inspire. He said, this thing has spun out of control. Weinlander said the takedown notices and lawsuit were motivated by his brother-in-law, Geller's brother-in-law, business associate and filmmaker. Shippy Strang, who got upset when he saw the eight second video he made, appeared among sapient's thirteen minutes of video. Weinlander said Sapient also plans to prom- uh, to profit from the clip by driving traffic to his own website. Now, Sapient uses a pseudonym because he says he use, uh, he receives numerous death threats from those opposed to the anti religious beliefs touted on his website. The rational response squad is basically a group of atheists. That is out there sort of...
1: Didn't they put out the uh, Blasphemy Challenge video?
0: Yes, they were behind the Blasphemy Challenge, exactly. Sapient and the Electronic Frontier Foundation of Countersuit accusing Mr. Geller of representing to YouTube that he owned the disputed clips and abusing the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which shields Internet service providers from lawsuit so long as they immediately honor those takedown notices. So again, these companies are sort of caught in the middle of an awful awful system and an awful law. YouTube and Google Video and the like are just doing whatever it is that people claim is true. And they don't have the resources nor should it be their responsibility to investigate these claims. But until something, until a better system comes about or until copyright law is completely abolished which sure as hell isn't going to happen anytime soon this is going to continue to be a mess. And if you've got any comments, we'd love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. As we roll into the phone calls, you can bring up anything. It's Pamela in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Pamela? Hello? How are you doing? Pamela. We're doing great. Hello. What's on your mind?
2: <laughs> well,
3: first of all, I wanted to say I love you guys' show. And who needs a psychic when you have a president who talks to Jesus?
0: I mean <laughs> <laughs> both claims are about as valid.
3: I think so. But I wanted to say you guys always asking women to call and, you know, whatever, so I wanted to say that I'm a woman and I'm a black woman.
2: Excellent. I mentioned
3: that to say that for, you know, I had to call in because I'm a lady. And also because I really, 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 truly get upset with the people who call your show and say, you know, send the immigrants back and, you know, this whole thing. My Thinking on that is that everyone that is here came here from an immigrant.
0: Absolutely. Everyone
3: except for the Native Americans and black people because we didn't really have a choice. You know? <laughs> and <laughs> so I don't think, you know, anyone should be saying go back to where you came from because if that's the case, everybody would be on the boat right about right now. You know? And then I'm I was also catching up on you guys' Fourth of July show. And I appreciated that show. Typically, I don't celebrate the 4th of July because, you know, my people weren't free on the 4th of July. Right. So, but this year I had and a And you're
0: not free now. Reason. You're, yeah, exactly. You're just, as I pointed <laughs> I, out, you know, you guys—it was more, it was certainly a more visible slavery in the 1800s and 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 right. before that. But now it's a lot more subtle. But the slavery is still Absolutely. there, and everyone's on the plantation now instead of uh, instead of just black people, Hispanics, and whites, and everybody else is uh, is I enslaved.
3: Agree. I think the fact that we even have to debate affirmative action says how far we haven't come. I mean, as just an American, you should automatically have the rights that you know affirmative action supposedly gives.
0: Now, Pamela, but... I'm curious: are you sort of uh, new to this whole liberty idea, or if you've been sort of a libertarian for a while, how do you how do you see yourself in that way? Um,
3: in a way, I think I'm kind of new to it, but I. You know how you're something, but you don't really know that you're that until you hear someone voice
0: it? Absolutely. In fact, if you'll hold on, I want to bring you back talk a little bit more about this, if you don't mind. 800 259 9231. More on the way with Pamela in Virginia, because uh, we need people to get involved in this movement of all shapes, sizes, colors, and it's important to talk about some of the more effective ways to do that. Let's do that coming up in a, in a moment. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is free talk live it's your show and you can bring up what you want toll free at 800-259-9231 that's the sacl c a i toll free line for you and it's Ian here with you and julia 800-259-9231 join us online freetalklive.com we've got archives and entire years worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience so enjoy those on us that again freetalklive.com and do you know that if uh, do you know if your hard earned wealth is it Risk. If you have a business, there's a one in three chance you'll be named in a lawsuit in the next year. And that lawsuit could destroy your business and leave you penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they're experts in sheltering what you've earned. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. That's KeepYourAssets.net. As we go back to Pamela on the line in Virginia. You're back on Free Talk Live, Pamela. I'm here. So, now, you mentioned that you were sort of kind of new to this whole liberty movement thing, right? What was your process in discovering the concepts of freedom?
3: Well, I think I began listening to you guys' show on iTunes, and then I decided to kind of look at different areas of my life. Where, for example, you guys were talking about the big government and how the you know social welfare, welfare problems and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and it just um, reminded me. My husband and I just recently had twins, and Um, We were going through a period where I couldn't work. We're both, you know, hardworking people. So we decided together that maybe we needed to get some assistance. Mm. So we go and, you know, to the office, whatever, and the lady tells us, you know, no, she can't help us because I'm married and because my husband lives with me. But throughout the process, she kept asking me, like, do you have your GED? Now, my husband and I, my husband's a college graduate. I'm currently a psychology major. Okay. And it was just thinking back on that incident about how there are so many people who abuse the system and the government just envelops them, you know, and takes them on wholesale, you know. And then there are people who are hardworking, who are doing what, you know, what we're told is right according to what the government says, and Mm -hmm. we still get screwed. Yeah,
0: the the system sucks. There's no doubt about that.
3: Yeah, yeah. So like listening to that show that you guys did about the government, it totally made sense to me about how the government is out to A make money and B take your money. <laughs> you they sure know? are and we pay our taxes, we do everything right according to the law and we still get screwed. So that that's just one of the examples that kinda led me to Ghana, the you know, aha moment when I was listening to you guys.
0: You know, it seems it seems to me as a sort of a longtime libertarian activist that Black people are underrepresented in the libertarian movement. If you go to a, a libertarian convention, there just there just aren't enough black people there. And, and I don't think there are a lot of Hispanics there either, um, to be fair. But it, it tends to be like a, a egghead, white male sort of thing. There aren't even very many women in the libertarian movement. And so it's important for us as libertarians to develop uh, outreach that is targeting certain underrepresented groups. And I think that, uh, obviously existing black libertarians are probably going to be mo- much more effective at doing something like that right. and i think that uh, that i think that that black audiences are probably pretty naturally receptive to the the whole liberty message especially considering the you know the history of institutionalized oppression uh, right. that that Black people have suffered in this country and and elsewhere around the world. So I feel like uh, you guys are a natural constituency, and it's unfortunate that there hasn't been as much, I guess, results in the area of of recruiting blacks into into the liberty movement. I I think it could be something to be easily done. How do you feel about that? I
3: think it's like an overall – like if you think about it overall, black people have this mentality where we as a whole – I'm generalizing here – if we are fed something constantly, then that becomes our identity. Like, if, like take BET, for example. You have the video chicks and you have the bling and, you know, all this thing. And so that becomes our identity as an overall people.
2: Mm. So
3: then there are those of us who are not conscious, who are not enlightened, who don't look outside of what, you know, you're being spoon-fed, and they think, huh, I have to be into hip-hop. I have to be, you know, into gangster or whatever, you know. But then when you have those of us who do come from that point of view of, you know, enlightening ourselves and seeking knowledge and not wanting to be oppressed, then we kind of get ostracized.
2: Mm. And so
3: it's not like, it's not until the overall picture invites, you know, us as a people. It's like, okay, you, for example, if you do something bad, it's, hey, this guy did something bad. But if... Someone else does something that the first thing we as Black people think is, please God, don't let them be Black, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. because we know that that person's thing is going to be reflected upon us as a whole. Right, as unfair so, as
0: that is, I mean, it's completely right. mindless that uh, that thought process. But yeah, you're right. People are are definitely guilty of that. And I had touched on earlier the the uh, the concept of the plantation expanding and everybody mm-hmm. being on it right now. And I think to myself when I use that example, I think. You know, there are gonna be some people listening that are just gonna laugh at me for, for saying that, like, you know, what do you know about being on the plantation, uh, Whitey? That sort of thing. <laughs> and and I feel like I feel like that argument coming out of a black person would be a lot more powerful right. and, and legitimate simply because of all those societal misconceptions. Because, you know, for, for whatever reason, because I'm a white guy, I'm not qualified to comment on what is and what is not slavery. And so, you know, I'd love to see more black libertarians sort of picking up that, that message of, hey, slavery isn't over yet. We still need well, to, fight and, to fight the you know, fight, the good fight
3: here. Historically, we, you know, black people identify with slavery, but historically, all kinds of people have been slaves. Sure, you know, and for and I don't want us as a people to own that, to claim that. Whenever you think plantation, you think black. That's not something I want, you know, personally. Absolutely. So you know, we as Americans, we're looking at this idiot that's our president. You know, and he's looking down at every American like, you know, I own you lock, stock, and barrel, and no matter what I say, it's going to happen. You know, this idiot increases our, you know, taxes. He takes more taxes out of our checks to pay his friends, and, you know, that's free labor. He is has everyone in bondage. Yep. So I totally agree with what you're saying. Absolutely.
0: Now, in the uh, in the black world, for lack of a better term <laughs> – Um, Do you you find that most most of your friends or most of the people you come across are are like most people in the white world, and that is that they're completely apolitical and not interested whatsoever in anything going on in Washington, D.C. or government at all?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And it is absolutely disheartening because those are the same people who, when it all goes to, you know, wherever, they're the first ones to complain. You know, and it's like if you actually got out there, was active, heard what people were saying, and actually listened, and stopped listening to, like, Bill O'Reilly and all those idiots
2: who, mm-hmm.
3: you know, told the party line, then you would know that our country, we shouldn't have celebrated Independence Day. We're not independent of this fool who's, you know, dragging our American name through the mud. Absolutely. And I have friends, you know, who I, I'm... Such a news junkie. I listen to NPR. I very rarely listen to like you know hip hop and all that stuff. So I have friends who
0: are like, "You are so not black." <laughs> you know, like it makes as though what you as though what black. you consume makes you black. That right. seems really silly to me. Uh, right. Am I not white because I don't listen to country music, the most popular right. music format in Wait, the I the white world?
3: Twain, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I love Dinah Okay. I love that I mean, so it's we. We look at our country overall, and but there are so many minute areas that make up that hole that we need to fix in order for our whole to be better.
0: I really wish the whole race thing would disappear tomorrow. I wish we'd all wake up and just be mulattoes and uh, be done with that. Exactly, you just read my mind. Uh,
3: Let me go. I want (laughs) to go to the phones here. Find something else to hate on, Pamela. We've got
0: a call that wants to talk to you. It's Neil in California. You're on with Pamela. Neil, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Yes. Hi.
4: Hi. How's it going? Yeah, uh, you seem uh, pretty interested in the freedom movement Looks like you've got, you got a pretty open mind And uh, you're ready to, 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 to receive the impact Of just how profound the philosophy of liberty really is uh, I'm really glad to hear it <laughs> However, I just wanted to make a quick point Before I uh, give you some suggestions here um, the, uh, the, It's the concept of individual rights That we should be worried about The whole black-white uh, white thing, whatever Those are just collectivist terms. Uh, They really don't mean anything at all. And what they do is they pigeonhole us uh, with with these concepts. It's a good point, Neil. I'll let you make some
0: suggestions when we come back. Hang on. 800-259-9231. Back with more with Pamela. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And
1: Julia. one eight hundred two
0: five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away that we do ask you voluntarily support the show by Shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. There are 41 categories to shop in. New items and used items we will get a cut on anything you buy at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You've got to do the shopping anyway. You might as well do it through that link. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go back to Pamela in Virginia, we've been discussing. Pamela, by the way, is an elusive creature. She is a female libertarian, and which are hard enough to find, and she's black to boot. So uh, very, very rare to come across one of you, Pamela. And we'd, I'd like to have more uh, black libertarians, especially females, in our movement. And that's sort of what we've been touching on, and also at the same time talking about societal uh, misperceptions and... Uh, and just things like that. Basically, um, a lot of the mis- the common misperceptions that people have about black people, in fact, that black people even have about themselves based on popular culture, which is actually something we've touched on before in the past. I think we were talking about it on Friday night, how uh, just silly things that pop culture sort of pro- promulgates amongst um amongst its its consumers like the the whole tanning thing for uh, for white women i mean it's just it's an obsession that people have simply because the magazines and the tv shows have made it appear as though it's a desirable thing even though it may actually be extremely dangerous to your health so pamela are you back with us
3: yeah i'm here you just the things you just said about tanning my husband he is he works out religiously and he was just at the gym and this guy walks out who just finished tanning and he looks at my husband and he goes, you're so lucky you don't have to do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, what's funny about I mean, that is that he doesn't have to do anything. Right. right. You know, and, and my husband, he
3: comes home and he's like, you know what? For 400 plus years, they've been telling us that we are awful. We are pitiful because we have this skin color. And now they're killing themselves to try to get our color.
0: It's I don't amazing. I understand it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just uh, it's bewildering and mind-boggling. So we've been talking about things like that. But then we brought Neil on the line from California, and I think he had some suggestions, and he didn't have a chance to quite get them out. So I want to bring Neil back. Neil, you're back on with Pamela.
4: All righty. <clears throat> well, uh, the point that I was uh, trying to get at was the, uh, the concept of uh, individualism, as in uh, – as in, uh, we should stop seeing each other as black and white and this group and that group and whatever and see each other and treat each other as individuals uh, Absolutely. Uh, ultimately um and, and as well um the concept of liberty it, it, it's a, it's a concept that is a, of, a, of an absolute uh it it stems from uh, from natural uh natural uh law and uh uh private property rights, which extend from the right uh, to be able to own your own body, uh, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to, to make that, that point clear because uh, you, were, you were talking about affirmative action. And while I am opposed to affirmative action per se, uh, I think that everyone, every individual, should have the the equal amount of absolute liberty in their lives. Um, a great place to uh, to start taking a look at this sort of stuff is uh, is uh, m i s e s dot o r g. Uh, they are extremely libertarian oriented. It's there. also that's a
0: bit easy. of a scholarly sort of uh, a website, though.
4: Yes, yes, it is. I would say that, okay. but uh, I, but the the principles are laid out very clearly, very distinctly, and they're very easy to grasp. Uh, one uh, that's why I, I really favor uh, uh, books done by Murray Rothbard he uh, he lays the principles out very clearly so that you, so that the average person can understand what this is all about because it's such a simple concept that once you understand the philosophy everything changes you'll 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 understand the world from a completely different perspective I think
0: I think I mean I'm not to, not to speak for you Pamela but I think you're already there yeah. right I mean you right. you've got a grasp I, on what's going yeah, on Yeah
3: I see people as people and and that's my personal view but When I go out in the world every day, the world sees me first as a black person. Then they see me as a woman. Then they see me as an American. And that's something that I have to deal with, you know, no matter where I go. You know, because that's just not. I can't hide my sure. color. Sure. Yeah,
0: it's like you know? I said. I wish I could press a button and just make everyone into a mulatto, and we'd right. be done with that yeah. whole first, por- yeah. uh, first part about appearances. But Neil, thanks for the suggestions. Appreciate the call. One uh, yep. 9231 I don't know. Uh, I have never never read any of the Rothbard yet. I've got one of the books sitting up in my uh, my library, if you want to call it that. But I I've never read any of that stuff. But I get the impression it's of a more scholarly type of uh, a book. And uh-huh. I don't know if I would recommend that to a newer uh, somebody come just coming across this movement there are some books that i recommend and we've got them at links.freetalklive.com they can link to them and there are even online versions of them that are completely free so people don't even have to put any money out and of course you know as far as recruiting others are concerned i was thinking pamela as uh, as a black woman who obviously uh, is in contact with more black people than i am i live here in new hampshire where <laughs> there's i think three black people in my town um I like I look what Mark says Whenever he sees a black man And a uh, black person In New Hampshire He goes up and gives them a hug uh, Because <laughs> We want more of them here But um, I think that I think that some of the issues, at least just from my observation, that might really ring true, and I want you to tell me how you feel about this, is uh, the, the war on drugs. I would say that's probably a huge issue amongst the black population as, yes. far, as, as far as ending the war on drugs. Also, yes. taxes hurt you guys just as much as anybody else. I'm sure you guys would like to see those go away. What are some other key issues that you think would be great to, to help draw people into the liberty movement uh, from the black community?
3: Health care above and beyond health care. We have the highest population of people who are uninsured. I mean, like right now, I currently don't have insurance, and my husband and I work. My husband works at least 80 hours a week, and I'm right behind him at 40.
2: Mm. So,
3: and we have three kids. So there has to be a very, very big focus on healthcare in the African American community. Black women die from breast cancer at a higher rate than any other population. Our infants die far beyond any other member of this population because we just don't have access to the health
0: it's an excellent point and of course in the in the world of healthcare the government has a, is singing a very attractive siren song right now they're you know the, the advocates of government and government expansion are singing the siren song of well just support universal healthcare and then healthcare will be mm-hmm. free for everyone <laughs> yeah. and right. uh, of course people that aren't thinking are going to respond positively towards that well hell yeah i don't want to have to pay for healthcare mm-hmm. well unfortunately you put healthcare 100% in the hands of government and then things just really they just get really bad um people start to abuse the system the system is awful there's no more incentive there's no competition to lower prices and offer new products and services and it's just a mess so that's a kind of a complex issue but nonetheless one worthy of learning about and uh, and again there are some great resources that'll help give you more information and again you can link to them at links.freetalklive.com so pamela it's been great having you on the show one more thing have you been to our shrine of female listeners
3: I haven't yet. No. Okay. Uh, your site is up right now, but I haven't been on there yet.
0: Okay, go click over to the Shrine section and take a look at the uh, the variety of lady listeners that have taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Uh, okay. uh, black ladies underrepresented on the Shrine, so I'd like to get another <laughs> one on there. So consider sending us okay. a, a photo if you would, please. It'd be great. I surely will. And thanks for listening. I hope to hear from you again. Okay. Thank you, Pamela. Have a great night. 800 259 just enough time for George in D.C. on the Amplifier Line. You're on Free Talk Live, George.
5: Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, I was like, uh, um, for my last call, I forgot to um, mention that every time I left the hotel, instead of go out, every single time, without exception, I always found a, a bunch of cops arresting someone in, in, down there in Miami.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of cops in Miami, no doubt.
5: Yes, there yeah, like are. Whole- Every everyone like someone was always getting arrested. So like look, and there's always looked like a drug war down there. It was insane. I was like get scared just to drive around down there. Yikes. And uh, anyway, I wanted to touch on this immigration thing from a few days back, right sure. there. Sure. Alan, we got a, a debate with um this guy I know about it, and um he, he's against immigrants for on um, more um, more racist guys. I, I was like, dude, it's like you get rid of welfare, this won't be a problem. He's like, yeah, but then, you know, but then he. Got on the more racist grounds about, like for example, us being overrun by Hispanics. We're gonna lose our white culture. Oh gosh. That's, that's, yeah, and I told him, I was like, dude, even if we stopped all immigration, we were able to prevent the corruption, keep everyone out. This, um, this will still be a Hispanic nation within a couple, within a hundred years or so, anyway, because quite frankly, they have a higher um, birth rate than us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like white people don't want like four, five, six kids. The, the way the Hispanic people seem to seem to want—I am um, not all of them, but you know what I
0: mean—right? I mean, um, it's 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 just—and the whole culture thing is just a fantasy. It's something they've created in their own minds to be you know to be obsessed over and to be offended about when they feel like it's changing, which of yes. course is inevitable.
5: Yeah, but also in the culture it's like how Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin, I was listening to him. How he he, he said he said it best is like the way you prevent that kind of thing is with prosperity. Because when you have prosperity, free market, a lot of people don't want four four, five, six kids like that because they want to have time to you know from, to go on vacations, to buy yeah. all this other stuff. And it's like, and as long as we allow more prosperity to go out throughout the world, there won't be down this overpopulation problem. This um thing where everyone's
0: having that, and, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a huge educational process, getting these anti-immigration zealots on our side. And thanks for working on it, George. We'll hear from you again, I'm sure. More way Hour 2 is coming up. Take control. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And one of the features on the site is the Free Talk Live store. And something about the store that I, I really enjoy bragging about is the fact that we use the highest quality of merchandise. Or at least we thought we were until we introduced um, one of our more recent items that turned out to be not quite what we were expecting. And to help explain the problem, I've got our store manager on the line, Johnson, in Connecticut. You're, uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey,
6: hey. Yeah, well, we, uh, you know, I... I... Do a lot of research into whenever we purchase any sort of a product, um, and in this case, we just got hosed by a little creative marketing um, you know as far as that goes, and then also just uh, you know i don 't know i i don't know what to say about the company that we got this yet i 'm not going to mention their name yet right we can 't mention what.
0: their name because we 're in negotiations to try to have some sort of a make good done here basically we 're talking about the much touted free talk live multi gadget Um, It was supposed to be an awesome piece of hardware, and it's turned out to be a a bit of a disappointment. It still does its basic functions correctly. It's
6: still not – I mean, if you you really look at it, it's still not that bad, especially now that we're selling it at cost.
0: Right, we've Um, slashed our price.
6: Now that we're selling it at cost, it is definitely a worthwhile buy. I mean, at, at its current cost, you can look that item up on pretty much any price-slashing website, and try and find it. And you will find it at that cost, you know, or higher.
0: Right. Um, it, it does what it's supposed to do. It's just that it doesn't do what it advertised to us that it would do. And on the the product right. su- supplier's yeah. website, it was claimed to be a high-speed USB device. Turns out it's not a high-speed device. It's a, a, a USB 1.1 quality device instead and of, in the of the newer standard the of, big, of 2.0.
6: A big part of the reason, and I will just, I mean, to clarify this, the reason why we're slashing its price to be cost and the reason why, you know, we're giving on this at all and willing to take a loss or at least, you know, to try and break, only break even um, is because it's not up to our standards. Now the device again, like we, you know, like we've said, it's not, it's not a bad device. Right. Many know, of our
0: customers of are saying, "Don't worry about it, guys," because we've offered to, to everyone that's purchased one so far, which we've sold over, I think, what sixty of these. Um, to everybody that's purchased one, we've offered some options. We've told them, they yeah. Can... And I'm
6: surprised some people. I think some people weren't really thinking, uh, and they're still willing. They can change it if they want to, but we offered uh, thirty dollars uh, worth of merchandise as. Um, You know, one option for a a make good, and then the other option was a twenty dollar refund on, as you know, back towards the purchase price of their item. In other words, slashing all of our profit off of the item and uh putting it back, putting the item back at cost, right, trying and, to do whatever
0: we can to to make good and and let our customers know that we do quality is critical to the free talk live store, and we're not screwing around. we're not trying to leave them hanging or anything like that. Now you mentioned think, thirty dollars of merchandise, but the right, way you get that I number, think, how do you get because, that number? Yeah
6: because okay, well, we sell our t-shirts for seventeen seventy six <laughs> it's ironic, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so we sell our t-shirts for seventeen seventy six and uh, that you know, we're also offering when we ship this item back to pay for that shipping.
0: Right. So just ten bucks, uh, basically.
6: Yeah. So essentially, you know, if they were to order a t-shirt from us from the store, that's you know twenty seven seventy six. So around you know thirty bucks. And I think our hats are, uh, you know, some of our hats because I said all hats are included, and I know some of our hats I think are a little bit more expensive. So, uh, you know, it's really we we're talking about anywhere from twenty seven to like thirty five almost dollars.
0: So right. Yeah. You know, so, so I think that's you know it's important to point out that you know we weren't satisfied personally. Some of our customers are saying, "Hey, this thing's fine. We're fine with it. It's no big deal that it's USB 1.1." But for us, as a, on a business side of things, it was a big deal, and we're trying yeah. to take whatever action we can to make there it right. Are two,
6: there are two reasons why I felt especially that this is a really big deal. One, um, there was a mess up that happened with the company. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say what the explanation was and, and okay, why. Okay, that's fine and why you know i know the excuse might not matter to people but i think it's important at least to mention that the woman who initially was taking the order um from you know from me her son you know maybe she was lying i don't think so she seems she seemed like a very nice person in general but uh, her son ended up in the hospital and um someone else had to complete the order and what happened is the somehow the FM tuner, which is an option on the player, uh, got you know it got neglected from being included. So that right there, uh, it came down to a decision for me: do I ship these immediately, or do I delay these items that almost all of our orders, almost all of our clients have been waiting on this thing for months? Right, uh, you know, three months for some people who ordered right at the beginning. Um, that, you know, do I delay this order another probably two months, or do I ship them and, you know, we offer a make good you know on just the FM tuner?
0: And you chose to ship.
6: I chose to ship because I know that there were people that were just chomping at the bit. They wanted to get their, you know, their multi gadgets, And I didn't think that for most people the FM tuner, first of all, it's almost a non, as far as financially, as far as the player was concerned, it's almost a non-issue. I mean, it was like almost no cost difference. And then... um I also thought that it might not be that much of a big deal. I don't think that most people are hugely, you know, FM listeners. That wasn't the primary reason
0: people were ordering
1: I never, ever would have used the FM tuner. Right.
6: So I didn't think that that, as far as I was concerned that that was a huge issue. Um, So that was why I I made that decision. But then the other main reason is that because the uh, player was not uh, USB 2.0, one of the things, and this, you know, irritates me a little bit about the manufacturer. Um, I made it very clear that I wanted to install a portable version of Firefox that had a included, um, where I had gone and installed a um, a podcatcher uh, plugin into the version of Firefox. You basically made
0: there. a customized version of this internet browser, Firefox, right. especially for Free Talk Live listeners.
6: Right. So that would make it very simple for listeners to buy this item for a family member or someone who's less te- technically literate to be able to go and they would be able to very easily download free talk live. Well, because of the slower speed of the drive, that altogether pretty much renders that application useless. Yeah. Because a br- internet browser cannot run off of a drive at that speed. Uh you know, a USB 2.0 drive, it's not incredibly fast to run uh, Firefox, but it's not bad. I right. mean, it's,
2: it's workable. Sure. It's
6: definitely workable. I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to school for programming now, and that I bring the drive with me to have my own custom environment. And let me tell you, it's really nice to have all my saved passwords and my browser session history and everything. You know, everything about where I had been last sitting at that computer comes right back up. And I don't have to worry about passwords. I don't have Mm -hmm. to worry about, you know, what websites I was at.
0: Yeah, it was a great idea, and the execution was completely destroyed by the fact that this item wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Um, right. So, nonetheless, the price has been slashed. We're in negotiations right now with the manufacturer to see if we can maybe uh, return the unsold inventory to them to try to uh, – best, best, basically, we want to break even if we can on this and not take a huge loss. Um, and so that's where we're coming from. And, and, I, and I hope our listeners – I think they've been pretty understanding so far, right? I mean, what's the what's been the general response? Well,
6: the general response, there have been some people that have been very negative about this item and then some people that have been very positive about it. It's been down the middle. And I think some people – are, you know, in between and, and uh you know, they don't want there are some people that are now strongly urging us because they're very afraid they they don't want us to get completely out of the electronics market. <laughs> well and uh,
0: this is a this is a bad first experience and we it well, could have been headed off by ordering a, a like a sample product in advance and vetting that and making sure it's what we want. I
6: wanna repeat something a little something and I'm gonna add lib because I'm not sitting in front of my computer at the moment, but one of our, our listeners uh, had a friend who got one, um, and uh, he got one as well, and his came broken. His came actually non-functional. It was mm-hmm. one of the like only really defective ones that just completely did not work. Okay. And uh, he had a friend who got one as well and tested it and kind of compared and said, look, these things are not bad, and then also said... That, you know, was kind of really went into talking about how he didn't want to see us get out of this because of a bad first experience put to see it more as a learning experience. I for think the I
0: think it is a learning experience. We've certainly learned our lesson to be very careful with electronics and also I think in the future if we're going to get into this again, we should probably do it down the line when we've got a little bit more capital to play with and uh, and we've got a we've really vetted the product to make sure that we've got it right. But I wanted to have you on to really explain the situation. I think we've done a good job of it. Johnson, thanks and keep up the good work. Uh, we'll check in with you again. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. Oh, darn it. I'm so used to having Mark here. You keep
1: doing that to me. (laughs) (laughs) And Julia.
0: Well, all right. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features for free and those features include the wiki. Um, There's over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you, available for free, wiki.freetalklive.com, w-y-k-i.freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's d2z.org. As we go to the phones to the fun, it's Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Tom.
7: Uh yeah, you know. Hello. Hi Tom. Yeah, okay. I didn't hear you there. At first, uh it's about these people that go on these uh internet chat boards and stuff and these mailing lists that have to do with, you know, liberty here in New Hampshire and they express themselves and they get locked out.
0: What do you mean? Know? What's going on?
7: Oh, some some people have been locked out of like a New Hampshire underground.
0: You mean people and, like you, Tom?
7: Oh, oh, I'm not the only one that's been uh, locked out of uh, some of these emailing lists. People get obnoxious to me at one email list that has to do with the Free State Project, mm-hmm. and then they get kicked out, and I get kicked out because of stuff I've been known to say elsewhere. You know, not even on mention any. I don't even say anything of that that nature on the the email list,
0: but mm-hmm.
7: uh, they, they they lock me out. So you know what I did? What'd you do? I set up my own email list.
0: That's how you got to do it. I mean, if it's it's private property. These uh, these message boards and, and email lists are the are the property of their owners, yep. and and just they can like, run them however they damn well please.
7: Just like if you're at a out at a barbecue and somebody else's house, every Fourth of July, every, <coughs> excuse me, every Independence Day, there you go. They invite you on over there for a barbecue. This year they don't. Well, people figure, hey, maybe if I disguise myself as somebody else, then maybe I can sneak on over there. Or, hey, I figured out a way to pick the lock on the gate and sneak. Hey, it's their property. Their website and their mailing list and their chat boards and all of that stuff is their property. You can't go sneaking in there. you got to respect that. So uh, on, on that website that I have that has to do with the Free State Project, I set up my own email list, and all these people have uh, been – kicked out or just want to have some fun uh, you know uh, as long as they're respectful to each other. That's all, all I'm asking. That's what
0: we need is more competing uh, organizations uh, vying for the attention of the variety of activists here in the state. And, Tom, good luck with that, and thank you for the call. We appreciate yep. hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I think Tom touches on a point that anybody who spent a little bit of time on a message board, and I know you've, you've got a few that you frequent, Julia, um, anybody that's spent a, a little bit of time on a message board inevitably is going to come across the post that says, Hey, this is censorship. You're saying I can't talk about certain things here. and I have the freedom of speech. You ever come across any of those? Oh,
1: yeah. I actually used to frequent a message board, and there was some guy who actually hacked the site because um, his girlfriend, I guess somebody said, wouldn't let her say something. Mm-hmm. So he he got all on the freedom of speech thing and I said, "You know, actually, you don't have the freedom of speech on private property." So he was acting very smart and like he was uh, knew what he was talking about and and I just totally shut him down and nah, he
0: Right, and on uh, that particular forum, that's one of those forums that's for uh, people in sort of the rave world, basically, because you used to go to a lot of uh, electronic music festivals and and parties and that sort of thing, and it's interesting because you've told me that th- on this particular forum they don't allow discussion about drug use, yes, which of course is sort of a staple of the uh, the electronic music world. Uh, one could argue that the music is made specifically for people that are on drugs, though I don't know if you I don't know if that's necessarily. Hey, case, um, because you don't use the drugs and you listen to the music. But anyway, there are people that want to talk about those issues, and you'd think that they would be able to, to gather together and discuss it there, but one of the rules on the forum is that that sort of discussion just isn't allowed.
1: And it's actually kind of funny because the hacker guy is back, and since he hacked the site... Uh, nobody wants to make him angry because they don't want the site to get hacked again because it, last time I got hacked, it was down for months and months and it hmm. was uh, sort of hard to bring it back. Yikes. So he is the only one pretty much that's allowed to talk about drugs because nobody wants they won't to say touch him. Yeah, it's very funny.
0: That's unusual. Yeah. But, but that's, that's that sort of thing where, okay, you don't like it, go and start your own forum. Right. If you don't like the rules, and at Free Talk Lives forum, we've got a, a forum with over 1,500 people subscribed to it. There are over 250, around 250,000 posts right there at, at bbs.freetalklive.com. There aren't a lot of rules. In fact, you're one of the moderators for the forum, and you don't really have to do a lot of work, do you?
1: No. I get a an annoying email bo- an annoying email in my box every once in a while and I check it out and it's usually nothing so
0: Right, it's usually someone complaining about something they don't like, but it doesn't matter because on our forum at, at bbs.freetalklive.com it's pretty much it's virtually unmoderated. That's how i describe it. Um, virtually meaning there are a few exceptions. For instance, there's the occasional person that'll come on and just start Spamming, just post the same message in every single forum, promoting his or her website or some porn site or something like that not that there 's not a rule against porn there 's a rule against spamming um, so let 's see also there 's a rule against racism just because i don 't like it and it 's my forum, and i don 't want it there so and, and but there 's also a difference between a discussion about race with maybe some people with some racist-leaning tendencies discussing honestly and openly their feelings versus just people just spewing hate. And so where do we draw the line? Well, wherever we want to. It's your forum. Right, because it's our forum. Is it arbitrary? Maybe. Does it matter? No, it's my forum. I get to do what I want with it. if you don't like it, the Internet's a big, big place, and you can go out and start your own. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Lee in Montana listening on KGEZ. You're on Free Talk Live, Lee.
8: Yeah.
0: Hey, what's on your mind?
8: Your multi-device, uh, not sure how it all uh, came about, don't have one. We'll never probably have one, but uh, my guess is might have been from overseas.
0: Well, that's where most devices are made, right. it's overseas. Very,
8: very popular in the electronics world, and you can't buy a resistor for a computer or anything else that... Most likely hasn't been there for some part of its life, even if they didn't make the whole thing. But um, you have to give them specifications. That's this is true what we wanted to do this is this this is that
0: well the problem here was we weren't having the device manufactured from scratch this was a, uh, it, a company yeah. this was a company that basically emblazons logos on already existing products so we paid them to put the free talk live logo on a product that's being sold all over the internet so the product already exists we selected the product and the reason we selected the product is because we were misled by a uh, misleading description which was written by a bunch of Americans uh, that said that you know this product product is such and such and such. It is a high speed device when in fact it when right. fact was yeah. not.
8: I, I grasped all that. But um I guess maybe the point is try to sell a high end product and brag about it being made in America, even though some of the resistors are made overseas, you know, they they are do their spec, or they reject them.
0: Do people make electronics in America these days?
8: Uh, once in a while, been known to happen. Well, and especially I mean, probably for the volume that you're talking about, you're not at the hundred thousand level. No, That's we're like at a
0: hundred level, basically.
8: There uh-huh. you go. You probably find plenty of uh, independents out there that specialize in doing that. Will make you the cases, do anything that you want, uh, because they're.
0: I'll There's buy I'll buy a good down. quality product regardless of where it comes from. Um and really this was our fault for not vetting the yeah, product enough know. up front and I mean good products come out of uh, other countries, bad products come out of other countries and but I yeah. appreciate the suggestion, Lee, and thank you for well, the call. Wait a oh, sorry about that. More on the way, it's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market and promote the show at AMP.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. The show is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Sekels CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there. Totally free. Get signed up for the updates, and we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the program. Head on over to updates.freetalklive.com to get signed up. That is updates.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at FreeTalk Live or call one eight hundred five four four six three five nine. That's eight hundred five four four six three five nine for Seigle C A I. Now, uh, Julia, you wanted to chime in on Lee's phone call a few moments ago, and you didn't really get a chance because we were coming up to the end of the the uh, segment. And Lee had called in uh, from Montana, suggesting that. With the, the whole Free Talk Live multi-gadget debacle, which we discussed at the beginning of the hour, where basically we kind of got taken uh, our store where we're selling products online at store.freetalklive.com. Our store manager and myself, we uh, we did our best to vet the product in advance, and we were just... There was just some misleading marketing information that made us think the product was something it wasn't, and we're pretty disappointed with it. And Lee called in to suggest that, well, maybe the solution is buying American.
1: Well, yeah, the way he worded it, I, I'm not quoting him exactly here, but he said, next time you should get buy American and get something good. Or And I just was off struck by that, I guess, because I'm sorry, but Japan is definitely uh, beating us in the electronics department as far as, As far as technology is concerned, or at least that seems to be that seems to be true. It's a generalization. But
0: right. I don't know of any companies that are selling American made electronics in the first place. I don't either. I'm curious. I mean, uh, do they exist? If you know of them, maybe you could shoot me an email with a link to their website just because I'm, I'm interested in knowing what sort of electronics are actually made here. In America, I know I never heard of such a thing. It's just more economically efficient to manufacture electronics where they have very, uh, very specialized custom plants and robots and machinery well, that that put these things together.
1: That's exactly what what I was just thinking about. Is I, for example, I really like robots, so I sometimes follow some robot news, and it always comes right out of Japan. Like they're making robots and stuff, and I have yet to ever hear about. Um, it's like ro- these robot and electronic competitions that happen in Japan happening here. they happen here.
0: they do I, um Mar- when Mark and I were out in California for the uh, the talk radio conference earlier this year, we met up with one of our listeners who is living out in in l a and he's a young man who's uh, I think he's eighteen and he's in I think he's in his last year of high school and his hobby is to build robots Ooh. and and take them to the competitions. That I you're wish talking I had about.
1: time for that. It's
0: obviously more popular in Japan, and that's different, you know, it's different to say that they're, of course, in a country of 300 million people, there are going to be a significant, a good chunk of them that are going to be, or at least a percentage of them, they'll be interested in robots, but... As far as manufacturing facilities go for electronic devices like a Sony PlayStation or something else like that, the, the, I don't think they exist here.
1: Yeah, it just seemed silly to me to suggest that buying American somehow means that it's going to be of higher quality. I just don't see the evidence to back up that statement at all.
0: No, uh, that's I think that's a, a fantasy. I think Americans would like to believe that because it says American made on it that it's a higher quality. Uh, that's not necessarily true. Uh, also... If you look at two products that are similar, one's made in America, one's made in China, that's not necessarily the only differentiating factor you should look at. Look at American flags, for instance. We talked recently about the, uh, the, I think it was the state of...
1: Minnesota? Minnesota. Was
0: it... Minnesota. Minnesota? Uh, I think Minnesota has made it illegal for vendors to sell flags that weren't made in America. Now, if you put one, if you put a flag made in China next to a flag made in India next to a flag made in America together, there's certainly the possibility that somebody spent a little bit more on costs and put better quality material into their flag. But there's no way to determine that based on the country of origin. It's not necessarily the case that the Chinese people cut costs while the Americans went all out just because the American one is more expensive. It just simply costs more. If you were to put the same material and the same manufacturing process into each of those flags, the American one would cost more because it costs more to do business in America. It costs more to pay the employees, it costs more to buy the uh it costs more to uh, to comply with all the OSHA regulations and the government rules and 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 regulations that you have to follow and those costs get factored down into the cost of the final product.
1: Minimum wage just went up again, didn't it? The federal minimum wage went up.
0: It has gone up. I don't know if it's effectively taken hold yet. Uh- it it's, may have.
1: In, it's in steps and it's coming soon. I believe yeah. it goes into f- $5.85 soon. And it's up to 725 or something. The
0: minimum wage is slitting the throats of uh, many American business people because they have to then look for other options. They either have to go out of business or take their business over to other countries, and that's what Americans should be upset about. Instead of encouraging Americans to buy um, from the United States, they should be encouraging Americans to oppose the government and all of its absurd regulations that are keeping prices high.
1: I was actually talking about this with somebody I work with, and he used to work in Massachusetts, and he's he worked for a, a fast food uh, chain, and he said that the minimum wage went up in the state of Massachusetts, as, and uh, immediately what happened was two things. They raised their prices, mm-hmm. and they started slashing corners as far as the quality of things and the production of things. They had to cut sure. employees. And so the very people that these uh, people who love the minimum wage are trying to help are actually getting cut from jobs.
0: Yep. It's tragic, Yep. but that's how it works. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 So it's no, there's nothing wrong with products made in America. Many of them are made to higher quality standards. Many of them are a better product, but you can't just look at the tag and say, oh, it's made in America. It must be better. It's yeah. not necessarily true. You've got to go a little bit further. You've got to investigate the quality of the product, what materials went into it. Uh, Are they good quality materials, et cetera, et cetera? Was the manufacturing process good? Is the warranty good? That's another important factor.
1: I always liked it when Mark said, try to find a toaster made in America.
0: Yeah, good luck on that. Um, And also, as far as quality of products goes, we learned our lesson with uh, the Free Talk Live store. We need to do a little bit more vetting. We weren't quite as careful as we should have been. Um, It doesn't have anything to do with the country the product came from, not at all. Um, Do I want more government regulation of products? Would that have solved the problem? Would a government regulatory agency have guaranteed us a high-speed device instead of a low-speed device? No way. In fact, if, it were, if there were government regulatory agencies involved, the costs would go up, and the products would not be made as quickly. Um, they would not be, there's not be, there would not be as much innovation, and I could just go on and on about all the negative effects that government rules and regs have on the manufacturing process. If you want to know why manufacturing jobs have been leaving this country, look no further than government rules and regs. 800-259-9231. Uh, let's go unscreen to the amplifier line. You're on Free Talk Live. Unscreened call.
9: Hi, this is Paul from Maryland.
0: Hey, Paul, what's on your mind?
9: Hey, a um, the, the, couple nights ago, you and Mark were talking about um, if, a, if a woman killed her baby, would that be considered to be murder? You,
0: you, mean, uh, you mean after she had the baby?
9: Yeah, like after she had the baby. Right. And um, I, I, one of my suggestions is that I, I would say say no until it became public knowledge because you know right now let's say that you know it's illegal to smoke marijuana and you have marijuana on yourself and let, let's say i had marijuana on my person and i go into a bar and there's cops in there and i walk out and i I never got caught with it because i kept it concealed did i commit a crime hmm.
1: well i don't consider marijuana smoking an actual crime whereas murder is a little different
9: oh true but let, let, let's say carrying a, you know concealed firearm is a crime and I go into that same bar, and I, no one finds out that I had this, this gun in my in my on my person. And I walk out. Did I commit a crime?
0: Yeah, but once again, that's still in the sort of the same category of of crimes right. by law versus crimes that uh, you know man made crimes, crimes against the state, as opposed to a crime that alleged you know a crime that harms another person.
9: Well, okay, then let's say that, that I killed my brother out out in the woods somewhere, and no one ever you know my parents were dead, and nobody was around. Nobody ever missed him. see it d- didn't become public knowledge until somebody stumbled over his grave and then well, the your brother would
0: him. have to have no friends. he'd have to have absolutely no family members. he'd have to have no, no job, job. <laughs> he'd have to be a total uh he'd have to be completely disconnected from society in order for that to be true and it it's not that's yeah, a, that's kind of fantasy situation
9: but I have to agree with you, but I was just trying to point out that, you know, a crime actually isn't committed into, no matter what it is until it becomes public knowledge.
0: Thank you for the call, Paul. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I actually had an email on that whole, you know, killing the baby after you've had it issue. We'll get to that here in a moment. Take your calls as well. Imheb is on the line. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, but we'll talk to him. Uh, him or her, I'm not sure. 800 259 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Coming up, we've got to talk, and Julia's got the story, about adult children. It's getting worse. This. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line for you, that's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com, great way to support the show, is by voting for us. Just go to vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take you less than a minute. All you need is your email address. You only need to, uh, to do it once per month month, and it makes a big difference because when you vote for us, it keeps us as the number one podcast in the world at podcastalley.com, and being the number one podcast means more people are going to see us and notice us and listen to us and come across the message of freedom and liberty. So if that's important to you, head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Calm. Now, we just got off the phone. I think it was Paul in Maryland who'd called up on the amplifier line. And I th- I feel like he was more focusing on the, the violence aspect as far as um, and he was putting forth a, kind of an interesting concept, though I disagree with it. So do I. And that is that his concept was, well, if you murder somebody in the woods and they don't have a family and nobody knows them and they don't have friends, they don't have a job, then it's not a crime right. because it's not public information. That's not true. Um, when it, it, There is a crime committed... First of all, you were right, Julia, in saying that there's no crime committed with marijuana or guns or it's anything a, like it's that. It's a
1: state-created crime.
0: Right, a possession crime, for right. instance. A contraband crime isn't a crime because it's not an offense against a person or their property. When you take away someone's life or when you harm their person or when you deplete their bank account or when you remove value. from Basically, it's, it's really a crime occurs when you remove value from someone's life without their permission. That's really what it all boils down to, so if you break into my home in the, you know in the middle of the night and, and steal something from my kitchen and I don't know that that thing is gone necessarily, let's say you take a fork out of my my drawer just because that crime's right. never going to become public doesn't necessarily it doesn't mean make it's, you
1: less of a criminal
0: right you're still a thief
1: right. And to suggest, I mean, he said, for example, if he goes into a bar and he has marijuana in his pocket and then he leaves the bar and he never got caught by the police, then he wasn't committing a so-called crime. Now, in the eyes of the state, you've still committed the crime, you just... Haven't been caught. Mm-hmm. So even that is silly. It doesn't really make much sense.
0: 800-259-9231. So I wanted to make sure that uh, we clarified what crime really is. Um, the, uh, there are so many so-called crimes, it's easy to understand how people c- could be confused and say, well... Well, because I I smoke marijuana and I don't consider that to be a crime, so maybe stealing things isn't a crime either in my own mind, you know, because breaking these laws is so easy to do. It's easy to speed. It's easy to to do drugs and drink and underage, that sort of thing.
1: Right, and if you actually define a criminal by somebody who breaks the law, then everybody is a criminal because everybody breaks some Some law. law. And there's so many of them that how could you possibly not break one or even know you were breaking
0: one? Exactly. You'd have to be... uh, and tied up in a room somewhere to not break a law on right. accident.
1: Criminals are um, created, or so-called criminals are created every single day with the passing of more and more laws. For example, in California, there was that city that has banned smoking everywhere except for single-family homes.
0: I That's actually relatively new news. Yeah. And I had that story tonight. We might get to that in hour number three. Oh, we'll, we'll touch on that here in a moment. But let's go to the phones first and talk to, I believe it's pronounced, I, and I'm probably totally wrong, Imebe in.
7: This is Emeb.
0: Emeb. Hi, Imeb. You're in Iowa, and you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
7: Yeah, I just want to talk about your crimes here. Sure. And uh, I think it's more of a point of victimless crimes. Like, I wouldn't consider myself a criminal if I went and walked around into a bar with marijuana, as Mark did. However, if I did go out and kill somebody, there's actually somebody that's going to get hurt in there. There's a victim. Exactly. But if I go drink myself to death, I mean, there's technically, I'm the victim but I did it to myself I wouldn't consider that a crime.
0: Right. And when I'll you call, when you when you deprive someone of their life or their property or you deprive them of uh, or you deprive them of value by injuring them or something like that you've committed a crime. If there's no yeah. one harmed then no no big deal.
7: It would be similar to like depriving Mark of his shirt which I don't think that would be a crime.
0: Well, he's out in Vegas right now, and uh, I don't know if you can find him maybe on the streets out in Vegas, you can uh, convince him. Oh, man, him. I wish I had
7: the money to do that.
0: With some cold, hard cash, because that's what it's going to take. Mark's all about the money, my friend, and uh, no amount of calling and cajoling is going to convince him to take off his shirt. Wouldn't you say, Julio? I mean, Mark is uh, pretty centered around money in his life, right? He's a salesman.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's what you've got to do. You've got to appeal to his, his financial interests if you want to get out of him what you're looking for. Thanks for the call, Meb. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's not as funny when they when Mark's not on yeah. on the air. Uh, he's
1: anyway. not here to to tell us all that he's a beautiful man.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, go to the email box since. Paul had brought up an old email that we were talking about with this concept of, well, what about the, the mom in the free market? What about the mother who kills her baby, like the 16-year-old mom that's managed to conceal her pregnancy by some miraculous factor and had a baby in a bathroom somewhere, decided she didn't want it, so she dumps it in a, kills it and dumps it in a dumpster somewhere? How would that situation pan out in the marketplace uh, well, we got a couple emails about it. Jay, uh, Jay emails us. He says, "Let me be a little more serious than I was in my last missive. I've given this subject a lot of thought since longer than Ian has been. Since I, I I've given this subject a lot of thought since longer than Ian's been around. I was I think 14 when Roe vs. Wade happened, so I saw both sides of it. I was also adopted, so it was relevant." I think, that it's at, uh, I think that at its root, liberty is about property rights. Each individual is sovereign unto themselves, able to own property, including themselves, which is your most basic possession. The big argument about abortion is, when does something become alive? Or when you're talking about humans, when does it become an individual? He says, I personally don't think something becomes human until it can think. I don't know when this is, but it's certainly after birth. I don't have references handy, but I read that one of the stages of human development is when the infant figures out that it's not part of its mother anymore. If you're going to draw a line, I think that's where it should be drawn. This is why I don't get bent out out of shape about newborn abandonment, which is actually a complicated, government-infested subject that I'm not going to talk about today. He says, what I did want to discuss is this. It doesn't matter where one draws the human lifeline. Whether you draw the line at Mr. Heinlein's barrel... uh, Or if it starts when you buy a drink for that babe in the bar. If it's not yet a sovereign individual, then it's your property to be done with as the mother pleases. If it is a sovereign individual, then it has its own responsibilities. Let me ask you a question. As a property owner, do you have the right to chase squatters off of your land? Yes. Of course. Uh, How about if you know that they're going to die if you do? Like, for instance, I mean, this is a theoretical insane world. If uh, fire was surrounding your uh, your land and you didn't want them on your land and they would be sure to, uh, you know, sure to encounter death, were they to leave your land, would you still have the right to remove them from your land? Yes. Uh, it, it's probably not something you should do, but you would have the right to do it. How about if you know that you're going to die if you don't? So if you don't. Remove these squatters from your land, you know that you're going to die, of course. I mean, who would say no to that one? He says, I think a person owns their own body. If there's something in it that they want removed, that's their right. Even if that something is a fetus or a human. If you feel differently, then you have the right to try to hire them to gestate it. If you, uh, you don't have the right to force them to do so. And i, I got to say, I agree with Jay. As far as the whole property rights is concerned, I think that a, a baby is a part of the mother until until the the child is old enough to uh to align itself elsewhere if it so chooses
1: yeah it's a really really difficult subject and i i hear so many different opinions as to when life starts and that's really what the argument is and um it's it seems like the best way to go about it
0: Buck chimes in. He says, as uh, a different emailer, he says, uh, in, uh, given that all actions in a free market economy are the sole choice of the individual who takes the actions, it follows that the resulting consequences are also their responsibility. So what would happen if the dead imp- infant is found in a dumpster? He says, I envision many persons or groups of a vested interest in discovering the mother of the child and the facts of the case. These would likely be religious organizations or charities, especially news organizations or even volunteers that believe one way or the other in support or against such an action. In a free market, that any individual or group would be free to hire investigators to discover the facts surrounding the case, or persons who feel strongly enough could volunteer their time, effort, and resources. These people could then be free upon discovering the facts to take any number of actions, possibly possibly including offering assistance and counseling to the individuals involved. News groups would naturally publish articles and news reports, and persons who disagreed with the killing would be free to pay money to take out ads and billboards, etc., that describe the facts surrounding the incident. Uh, in a free market, all individuals, whether in support or of in disagreement with her actions would be free to decide their own response to said action. Such responses could include ostracizing her from their private dealings. Groups could lobby other individuals to not do business with or in any way assist her. And also groups would also be free to offer counseling and assistance if they so desired. For the people out there who want to prevent deaths of these children, obviously the free market doesn't prevent an infant from being killed and or allowed to die in this or any other manner. However, neither does our current system of laws and punishments. He says the free market merely allows each individual to choose their individual response to the facts based on their beliefs and their interpretations of the facts. There will also be likely many more options available to the woman and child in a free market system. So I like that idea.
1: That's what I was just thinking actually that there probably, there would I am sure that there would be absolutely less abortions and less of this sort of behavior in a free market society. With
0: people that are more responsible and more um, market oriented and, and more oriented around their own lives instead of just screwing up and making mistakes. More on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This Free Talk Live, it is hour number three. We are launching into it. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-C-A-I toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. You can join us online, freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. So, Julia, a topic we have touched on before in the past has been this concept that Young people and, and adults in America, just young people in general, are really encouraged by the system and uh, everything about it to be as childlike for as long as they possibly can be. And a couple of weeks back, we read an excellent article from Psychology Today outlining exactly why this is so. It's because, uh, because society, for some reason... I don't know if it's because the people that are obsessed with childhood are in charge of the government or setting policy for this country. But there's a section of individuals who believes that childhood should last forever, that believes that childhood is it's wonderful innocence and children should be children forever or as long as they can be. We need to protect childhood. We need to extend childhood and that's the sort of the mentality that I find really dangerous. I find it destructive. It ties back into what we touched on uh, last hour towards the end, of the, sh- uh, the end of the hour of these you know, teenage girls who don't know anything about sex. They get themselves knocked up. They go through with the pregnancy. And, of course, because they're teenagers and they don't know anything about the real world or about sex or the consequences or, or raising kids, they freak out and they throw the kid in a dumpster and that's one of the consequences the awful consequences of extending childhood at age 16 you should be out in you know you should be out doing what you want to do in life you should be done with school you should be graduated from college or whatever that whatever uh, the schooling system would end up being in a more free market environment you should be out in the real world as far as i'm concerned by uh, by that age
1: well i think that it, for example in a free market society things would be better because of uh, the free market society is really based off of personal responsibility and I feel like a lot of kids or uh, adults feel like they just don't want responsibility so they would like to be children because they like to f- go back to a time when they didn't have much responsibility.
0: Well, the reason they don't want responsibility is because they haven't really been encouraged and shown right. how beneficial I it agree is, with right? You. Like they haven't been uh, from a young age, they've been told that it's it's good to uh, to take uh, it's good to be irresponsible. It's good to, to to be a child as long as you can. Don't enter the workforce until it's absolutely you know the last minute possible. Uh, these sort of anti-working people that believe that uh, kids should be prevented from working until right. a certain age, and I'm sure there are people in America that are unhappy that the working age is 16 in many places. They would probably like to raise it simply because they they're, they're obsessed with this concept of extending childhood.
1: And the kids who come to work, I call them kids because that's pretty much what they are, who come to work and get their first job when they're in college and they're 18, mm. or worse, when they're out of college and they're 22, are terrible workers.
0: Right, they have no work ethics, they don't understand the basics. I mean, when you get that first job, it's all about really getting the basics down, like showing up on time, smiling at the customers, um, understanding who's in charge, and the, the, the pecking order, so to speak.
1: And when you're younger, like 14, 16, 17, and you first get a job, uh, you realize that there's a whole new amount of freedom that you have because you are finally getting your own money instead of um, $5 a week for allowance.
0: And that's really what it's all about is is more freedom in your life and opening doors and, and windows of opportunity, which these childhood purvey- purveyors, these pushers of childhood are insulating kids from. They're insulating them from these op- these wonderful opportunities and learning experiences that they could be having as young people and putting it off another half a decade or another decade until they're much older, but still mentally the same age. They may know a little bit more. They may have a little a little bit more book smarts, they might be able to recite a little bit of Shakespeare for you, but they don't actually have any real world abilities. By the time they get, you know, they get out of college, many many people there yeah. are some exceptions. There obviously. are
1: exceptions, but I feel like college really uh, is a humongous part of
0: this. But what are some of the consequences? That's what this article we're going to get into here from I think it's the Washington Post. Right. What are some of the consequences that we're seeing now in the adult world with people who should be considered adults? How is this whole childlike mentality playing out?
1: All right, this out of Washington. On a recent mid-afternoon, two park rangers take time off of a couple of cupcakes. Christy Thiel, age 30, and Lauren, age 27, share a cafe table, relaxing in the air conditioning and analyzing family, friendships, and the food they eat. The adults are unapologetic about their indulgence in youthful delights. Laura has just finished a $3 gourmet chocolate cream cupcake. My mom always cooked. She says, "Who grew up in a in the homey Midwest?" And she baked cupcakes. That's part of the appeal.
0: <laughs> now, I don't. There are going to be some things I'm not necessarily going to be um, too opinionated on in this story. Right. Who cares like, about cupcakes? Go ahead, eat your cupcakes. Yeah, that's fine.
1: But I think that this article, and I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. But I think that they're pointing out that these kids are specifically eating cupcakes because they're. They're, They're reminiscing, right?
0: It's making them nostalgic. Yeah,
1: I guess. Which okay. I don't even like cupcakes. Gotcha. Thea is still working on her peanut butter on chocolate cupcake. I'm I'm going to take some home, she says. And to drink, Laura adds, I had a big glass of milk. The cult The cult of kitty things is all around. Consider the World Adult Kickball Association for those over the age of 21 was launched over beers in Washington a few years ago by a handful of men. Today, it has more than 20,000 registered members nationwide wide, who pay $60 apiece to belong. The annual Open Tournament, held in June in Centerville, Virginia, drew nearly 300 players. Businessweek reports that the, cart, that the Cartoon Network attracts higher overall ratings among adult viewers age 18 to 34 than CNN MSNBC or any cable news channel.
0: Now I'll go to that for that again uh, because the Cartoon Network has adult oriented programming yeah. on it and it's one thing to watch a cartoon aimed at kids to try to recapture your youth it's another thing to watch an, a, a cartoon with very adult themes. I mean there have been cartoons with adult themes for a long time there just haven't been a lot of them now they're really coming into into play because uh, you know those, those younger generations are now adults and they're able to spend more money and they're a, uh, they're, they're a desirable demographic to have, um, I, I don't necessarily think that's a hallmark of, of the problem we're talking about. I, agree. I think I think that's sort of the articles, uh, the, the journalist, so-called, that's writing the article, that's their perspective on
1: right. this. Disney World is a top adult vacation destination in the world. The average age of people who play video games is 33, according to the Entertainment Software Association. Cafes offer adult-sized peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's not enough for American adults to just be youthful anymore. Now it seems that many want to be kids. Culture observers are taking note That's of...
0: the problem that I have.
1: Right, me too. I don't it, care it, about video games.
0: And... It's one thing to in, indulge in a pastime that you find um, entertaining. Right. It's another thing to be constantly in search of your youth. It's another thing to be constantly reminiscing and nostalgic and t- to the point where you're distracting yourself from what you're doing today. Right. By reaching so much into the past, you aren't paying attention to your to your future. Whereas video games, again, another adult pastime that's in, engaged in by mostly adults these days, I would say, as far as the, the real um, buying segments in the video game market are now adults, and the games are very adult as well.
1: Right. Du- this well, isn't
0: Mario anymore.
1: Exactly. Games has come a long way, um, and... I don't see playing video games on in your spare time as a problem. I would see a problem with a thirty-three year old doing nothing, playing video games but at his mom's house. Playing video games, yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. I would see a problem with that. Right. Um, let's
0: see. It's an issue of uh, it's an issue of degrees, really. Yes.
1: Culture observers are taking note of these immature instincts, calling them names like kid and and uh, adult adult.
0: Adult adolescence.
1: Um, yeah, it's sort of combined that at one, as one word, and I can't. Adult adolescence. Yeah, I can't get it out of okay. my mouth either way. And cottage industries cater to their whims. A Delaware company known as the Fun Department is paid to help corporations stage recess at work.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Employees compete in elementary playground-type activities such as relay racing. Playing a giant version of Yahtzee and sweeping a football with a broom. Yeah. The two-year-old two firm believes that child's play among co-workers creates happy employees and supports team building, morale, and motivation and fun just for fun's sake.
0: I'm sorry, um... You don't come to my workplace to have fun. I mean, it's okay to have fun on the job and like your job you and already enjoy You're lunch break. Right, enjoy yourself. Yeah, if you want to go and have a little potato sack race out in the parking lot <laughs> during lunch break, you go ahead and organize that on your own time. I'm paying you to be here and uh, and get some work done. We'll come back with more of this. It's sanity. It's free talk live. <laughs> Free Talk Live is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. We're talking about a uh, a concept that I think is incredibly detrimental to to America's productivity, uh, I think it's incredibly detrimental to the mindset of individuals in this country. And what I'm just what we're discussing is this idea that so many people seem to have in America that childhood must extend well into adulthood. That a child, you must be a child as long as one can possibly extend it for.
1: I have worked with somebody or. I I guess I don't work with him anymore. I used to work with somebody who was probably about 28 or 30, and he did not have children, but he loved to play with other people's children. And he told me that he loved to play with them specifically because he missed being a child, and he liked to pick them up and turn them around because it was so much fun. And he remembered doing that stuff when he was a kid, and he was just obsessed with it.
0: And I, I got no problem with people playing with kids. I agree. Inevitably, people, there are going to be those individuals who make it their life's work to to work with children and and help them grow and mature and that sort of thing. And there's certainly there's a need for no, people like that. He just like
1: the playing part.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to go and play tag with yeah. some kids. Right, and that's what, that's what I think is just a problem, and it's it shows a real sort of uh, unevolved mentality in these people that they they don't like work, they don't like responsibility, they want to regress, they want to go back to being a kid, where all they had to be worried about was being home in time for dinner so they could have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i mean that you were just we we're getting this article from this Washington Post. And it was just touching on a company. What was the name of the company? Fun Incorporated or something uh, like that.
1: The Fun department.
0: The Fun department that goes around from business goes around to businesses. They get hired, I guess, by the business to um, to run games. What can you give me a list of the, the list of the games that they play with uh, your employees? The, the employees, I'm sorry, you're shuffling. Th- this is unusual because Julia has a newspaper here, and uh, we're used to getting our prep off the internet, so this is kind of old school.
1: I believe it was uh, races like potato sack races right. and three legged races and that sort of thing. Things.
0: Races. A giant
1: game of Yahtzee yeah. and uh, a football, some sort of kid football game. Right
0: now, their excuse is that it builds teams. It helps with team building and it helps with uh, what? What else well, do they say? It helps with. It, they said
1: uh, creates happy employees, supports team building, morale and motivation. Which I don't see motivation at all. And fun, just for fun's sake.
0: Yeah, you don't – I'm sorry, but I, I don't go to work to have fun. Right. Luckily, I have – i I've chosen work that I find fun, but if I were to be working at some job, which I I used to – I used to work in uh, Kmart. I worked there for three and a half years when I was younger – Um you know it was a jo- it was the job of the retail selection that i had that i that i wanted i didn't want to be a bagger or anything like that so i was i was in the electronics department i wouldn't ever have expected to go out and run in a potato sack race out in front of the store on a saturday morning uh <laughs> never would i have expected that and i was a you know a teenager at that time right. nor would i have wanted to i'm there Te- to to help customers right. i'm there to provide a, a product and a service and i understand i understood that at a young age i mean i didn't even want to go on break sometimes because the section was busy and i didn't want to leave the customers alone team so-
1: building isn't that something that you should have learned in your 18 or what is it how long do you go to school for
0: 13 years? 13 or something? years. At, go at to least in the government schools? system, yeah. yeah.
1: Shouldn't you have learned team building and all that?
0: Uh, let's go on. Let's talk a little bit more about this company or whatever the uh, article wants to say here.
1: Okay. Companies engage in fierce competition for good employees and a sense of fun, which is a big draw for young prospective workers. The fun department uses splashy words like funertainment and funsters. Gosh. Fun killers, Boir explains, are people who don't remember that they have. That they have a funny bone and that, and they find it difficult to find their inner child. Our job is to out the fun killers and bring them to recess.
0: I guess we would be considered fun killers by these people, right?
1: (laughs) Because I don't like to play freeze tag anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to go to your recess. I want to be productive. I want to do things that uh, that I want to do with my time. And then when I want to have some fun, I'll do it on my own time. I don't need some organization coming in to uh, determine what my fun is going to be for the day. No, thank you.
1: Other fun department exercises include Silly String Wars, Squirt Gun Games, and The Boss Toss, in which employees catapult a stick figure that looks like an executive into a trash can.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: the website lists DuPont and QVC among the company's clients. What's going on here? There is definitely something happening, said Christopher Knoxon, 38, author of last year's uh, juvenile kickball cartoons, Cupcakes, and the reinvention of American grown-up. From his home in Los, An- in Los Angeles, Noxon says that adults are turning into child's play because everything is up for grabs. Social norms have been ex- evaporated. I'm sorry, I'm having difficulty reading this in the light.
0: If you want, I can continue if you're having that much trouble.
1: I can't really see... At this point in time it's okay. getting down to the bottom of the article we'll and see if we can, uh, the we lighting can... in here is kind of
0: difficult. Okay, we'll see if we can pick that up uh, at a later time here, but I wanted to comment on the uh, this whole idea of recess at work, which is what this company is is promoting, you know, the idea that you should take time out of your work day to go and shoot each other with silly string. Uh, there's look, if the, if a company wants to do this, certainly it's their business. And if their employees want to engage in it, then I can't tell them not to. I just think that it's it's a it's a, a serious lack of productivity. It's sending the sending the wrong message as far as, as what a, you're supposed to be doing when you're working.
1: Right. As a as a business owner, I don't think I would want to draw those kind of employees to me.
0: Now, here's what I'm seeing as a possible problem in the future. As these companies, like this Fun Incorporated or whatever, gets get more popular. And as the childhood advocates, these promoters of childhood, be, continue to be in power in this country. Because, you know, the reason why we have the rules uh, that say that kids can't work beyond four hours unless having a break. They can't, you know, if you're 16, you have to be given X amount of breaks. And if you're under this age, you can't work Recept at all. Recess
1: legislation?
0: The re- <laughs> That's exactly what I'm frightened of here, because it's one thing for an individual company to say, okay, let's have our our, uh, our employees go and play a game of freeze tag. It's another thing for them to be mandated to do that by law. So what happens when these nanny uh, nanny government people who see childhood as this desirable thing for adults to reclaim so to speak feel as though when they they decide that this is something that every american should engage in
1: must have recess every 4 hours
0: that's exactly what i'm concerned with what <laughs> happens when there's a mandatory recess period for, I mean, are we going to mandate that everybody put a, puts a swing set in out back of their uh, out back of their place of business? I mean, can you imagine how far this could go? Well,
1: swing sets actually don't really have it. Uh, they don't really build swing sets on parks anymore. They're too dangerous.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, so they've got to be uh, government approved. Yeah,
1: it has to be a rubber with, like, no fun, a couple of slides, and that's it. No swings, none of those merry-go-rounds.
0: Right. But do you see this as even being... I mean, am I exaggerating here? Am I just using hyperbole? Am I out of... Do you think this is possible?
1: I want to say it isn't possible, but from what I've seen with all this ridiculous with the ridiculousness of the government and the way people get in power and use it, I can't say that it's it's out of line at all. I mean, it's a real possibility, I think, in the future.
0: One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the cycle C A I toll free line. Are you a business owner? Are you an employee? Somebody who has experienced one of these recesses? like put on by this company at your place of business. And how did you feel about it? Was it awkward? Uh, did you feel like it was a waste of your time? Uh, we'd love to hear from you at 800 259 on the childification of adults in America. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Seiko CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away, including the bulletin board system. we got about 250,000 posts, over 1,500 people interacting, serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all discussed, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. Talking about the childification, for lack of a better word, of of adults in America, the idea that keeping yourself young, as long as keeping yourself as childlike as possible for as young as long as possible, uh, being a desirable trait, and I disagree. Wholeheartedly, I yeah. think it's very undesirable. I think it's damaging to productivity. I think it's damaging to uh, one's mental state. I think it's okay to engage in fun things, to maybe have a few nostal- a few nostalgic things that that you appreciate. Uh, but but to, to to let
1: it rule your life, to let it uh, slow down your productivity is is where the problem comes in.
0: I think right to be obsessed with continuing one's childhood into adulthood, and to be conscious of it is even more de- uh, dangerous and destructive. It's, it's almost devolution, uh, de-evolution. You're devolving, you're degenerating back to your childhood. Yeah. And uh, there are great things about being an adult. And if you, if you hate adulthood so much, I think you've been damaged in some way. Uh, that you aren't looking into the future. You're looking into the past, and you're trying desperately to reclaim it. So desperately that, in fact, there are now companies that are going and being hired by other companies to come to their places of business and put on silly games like silly string tag and freeze tag and potato sack races and just silliness like that. And I want to know if you've experienced it. Any of this uh, where you live at 800 9231 or where you work and how you feel just in general about and adults being children
1: they call people who don't enjoy engaging in this behavior fun killers and they seek out yeah. the fun killers and try to force them to have
0: i guess fun. that's what we are julia let's go to the phones talk to uh ladies first and by the way there's more of the article we found the online version so we may continue that we got to get to the phone calls first it's valerie listening to ksco in california you're on free talk live valerie
10: hi hi about ten years ago, um, I guess I I was about um, twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. I I worked for a large software corporation. I'm not going to mention the name.
2: That's fine. But
10: uh, there was a mandatory all hands meeting where we all went in there, and the the CEO of the company ran a you know a computer version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, mm-hmm. asking questions like you know who knows what a huma huma nuku nuku is. And I remember sitting in the audience thinking, what, you know, this one-hour all-hands meeting, what is it costing in just the salary of the people that are sitting dormant in the audience?
0: It's mind-boggling, isn't it?
10: Because it's a mandatory meeting, so everybody had to be there. And so I was just kind of mind-boggled that they would even do
0: that. What I, uh what was their excuse? Was it uh team building? Uh what was their teen excuse building. for team building?
10: Yeah. Because at the time there was a lot of uh, um stock stuff going on. So they wanted to get you know boost morale and increase camaraderie. So
0: Did you feel do you feel like they're doing this because employees are childlike and they're trying to appeal to their childlike, um, their childlike mentality, Um, because somebody like you and me sitting in this, uh, sitting in this room, as I could, I could put myself in your place, just being bewildered, understanding, like trying to understand it, um, not really uh, grasping why it is you can't be at your desk doing something productive. Um, People like you and I were confused by this, but do you think the majority of your coworkers really enjoyed it? How do you feel like they accepted it?
10: No, I was sitting with my coworkers and we were all sitting there going, What you know what a waste of time I could be entering, you know, all these invoices because I was an accountant. And I was like, I could be entering invoices right now, you know, this is really putting me behind.
0: Did you feel like it was uh condescending? Do you feel like they were treating you like a child?
10: Yes, very much. Yeah.
0: I agree with that. I think that if, if you're going to, if and again, it's their purview, it's their business. If they wanted to pay everybody to go and play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, then that's certainly, um, you know, that's certainly their option. But I mean, what if they were to make it so that, uh, you know, if you wanted to opt in, that way all the the employees that wanted to be like kids for a day could go and play their little game while the rest of the employees got something done. I think that might have been a more appropriate way to do it. Though, in that case, I wonder if the concern would be, would employees actually respond? Uh, would the, the childlike employees sort of uh, come to that if everyone wa- wasn't forced to go? Would they want to be seen as though they were childlike? Would uh, Or would they be um, sort of held back by social pressures? Um,
10: well, I, I worked for an- another... Company right now, which is interested in productivity, and um, I know the people that I was coworkers with back then, and the people that I'm coworkers with now, would um, actually lose respect for the management um, to even have a play day. I mean,
0: totally. Yeah. Now, there's one thing. I, th- I think. I think um, appealing to fun is okay. Like, for instance, uh, you know, in a lot of companies, they have dress down day or uh, you know, uh, informal day where you don't have to be as as dressy as normal. I think that you know that's kind of fun, but it doesn't detract from productivity. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't take a hit on the company's bottom line.
10: Right. And and they're uh, you know the managers are on us to be productive. And if if like for instance you know. A manager wanted me to be productive, and then, you know, it was mandatory that I go to this who wants to be a millionaire thing. I would be actually angry.
0: Valerie, thank you for the call. We really appreciate hearing from you. At 800-259-9231, I guess that makes Valerie a fun, was it a fun killer? Fun killer. By the definition of these people? I, I have fun at work because work is rewarding to me. Work is something I, I like to do. I like making people happy. I like providing a product and a service that is valuable in the marketplace that people appreciate. That's rewarding and I find that fun. It doesn't have to fun doesn't have to involve playing catch or kickball or something childlike. Right. Can't you be an adult and have fun like an adult would have fun? We were talking about this on the
1: break, actually. And when I think about what I used to play with when I was a child, if you handed me two action figures or Barbie dolls or whatever you like to play with when you were a little kid, I wouldn't know what to do with them because your mentality is not the same when you're an adult. <laughs> well,
0: apparently your mentality and my mentality is not the same, but I bet these apparently these people are still stuck at age 10. <laughs> maybe they could. Maybe if you handed them some Transformers, they'd be all right. Optimus Prime, I'm going to destroy you, or they, you know, they come up with some you know, some absurd situation. Maybe they are still stuck in that childlike mentality. They just look like adults. I think that's what we're dealing with today. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to Mac in Montana. You're uh, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Mac. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Great. Are you right up on your phone? It's a little t- a little tough to hear you.
11: Oh, I'm I'm right here. You got me now. That's
0: a little better. Go ahead, sir. What's on your mind?
11: Well, I I'm just gonna say I started working when I was nine, and uh, I love work. Yes. So work is uh, you know takes away uh, idle time. The idle time is the devil's time. So, but uh, I, anybody that would do this to me, I would. I mean, I haven't taken a break or or a lunch in 20 years. I I just work all day long, and I don't know how long I'm going to work, and I don't don't even know what I'm going to do. And it's just this crap is just uh, more of wussification of uh, the American uh, uh, working class. Uh, They're just going to, you know, I mean, they're just making more wussies every day.
0: And the government school system and government is the biggest contributor to this entire problem, and I agree completely with what you're saying. What did you do when you were nine years old?
11: Well, actually, back when I was nine years old, I had 150, uh, I started out with 150 uh, paper paper out, and I rode around the streets and delivered papers, and then at night, I would uh, uh, go out to the football field, the baseball field, the track field, and collect worms and sell them for 75 cents a dozen.
0: Where, uh, now, some of these childhood advocates would say you were being exploited. How do you feel about that?
11: I wasn't being exploited. My dad worked his ass off to give my family everything he could and I worked my ass off to help out
0: what would you say to uh, to these organizers of these events they would call you like they would probably call me what would you call them if they said what would you say to them if they called you a fun killer
11: I would quit. I would tell them they are useless
0: idiots. Well said. Hey, Mac, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Certainly, uh, within the sound of our voices right now, there must be some of these adult-like children. Some of the, Somebody listening must kind of get excited about the idea of spraying their coworkers with silly string or running in a potato sack race during a lunch break. I mean, really, if you're out there, I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. How do you defend your immaturity? This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call. If you make it now at 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away. But we do ask if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier, as have done over 375 of our listeners for as little as 3 bucks a month. Now, if you've been to our website before, you know we give everything away on the site, unlike those other radio talk shows that want to charge you for their website. So we do everything for free up front and we just simply say, if you like us, then support us for three bucks a month. What we do is when uh, when that money comes in, we pull it together and we turn it around into advertising the show to get the show on more radio stations. If you're hearing this show on a radio station, odds are good it's because of the Free Talk Live amplifiers. So, head over to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll learn about some of the perks you get, like access to the amp only call in lines, the amp only forum and chat room, and all other uh, per- uh, details, pertinent details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. And know this. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. Pretty much all hour we've been uh, discussing this adult, uh, this childification of adults, or rather adults that never really got away from being a child, and they don't like the whole responsibility thing. They don't like the idea they have to work for a living. They just want to go out and play tag all day. That's what we're talking about. I think it's very destructive and very damaging uh, to our society. And there's one really particular cause of it. And you were touching on it during the break, and I said, Julia, you should say that on the air. So why don't you uh, recap that, if you would? All
1: right. Well, I feel it's a couple factors. I feel that this really boils down to uh, sort of this mentality that government has created with government schools, with this uh, welfare society that we have. I mean, people sort of feel like they, they... are owed something, they deserve the entitlement something. entitlement mentality. Right, exactly. And on a, another point, people are taxed to death, and uh, government schools basically teach you that you should go out and get a job. They don't teach people to produce. They teach people to go and work for somebody else. So you're 30 years old, you have a couple of kids and a wife, and you work a miserable 9-to-5 job every day.
0: Right, you've been taught to be a cog in the system. Exactly. That's what it's all about.
1: So, of course, I mean you look back to your childhood when life was good and you had no responsibilities. And I think that the government creates this with their schools mm. and taxing us to death. So that we have to work harder so that, uh, to be able to feed for people to feed their families and that sort of thing. And, it's very frustrating to work and, and be around these people.
0: And government takes, it, it abdicates people's responsibilities from them. It says, you don't have to worry about where to send your kids to school. We'll take right. care of that for you. You don't have to worry about retirement. We'll take care of that for you. And there are people that are now saying, you shouldn't have to worry about health care. You shouldn't have to worry about paying for these things. We'll take care of all that for you. And you remove all those responsibilities from people. And what do you have left? You've got a child. Government wants you to be a child. And
1: it to be your parent.
0: Yeah, and it's sick. Let's continue with the phone calls. Dale in Montana listening on KGEZ. You're on Free Talk Live, Dale.
12: You know, uh, everybody's got to work. we got to work to pay all the bills that we have, our insurance and all that. And we, and in my, like like uh, Dwayne before when he called, uh, I worked uh, as a child myself and was taught a good work ethic. But that doesn't mean that I can't work and have fun while I'm doing it. We all have to go through, you know, the... the- oceans and we have to be there we have choice but that doesn't mean that we can't have a good time doing it
0: absolutely i
12: work I, I, I I construction and i tell you what they should be there with video cameras videotaping us sometimes why is that well some of the things the antics that we do and the fun that we have and you talk about production and construction we have to have production but it still doesn't stop us from having a good
0: time right now and again there's a difference between being an adult and having fun as an adult and enjoying yourself on the job and enjoying getting along with your co-workers and you know tossing a few jokes back and forth or doing whatever other fun things you can find within your work structure but to to take this sort of uh, childlike fun and apply it into the adult world seems a little strange doesn't it like you know you, you guys aren't having a you know a quick knock'em down game of kickball in the middle of the day that's not the kind of fun you're having right
12: no but somebody might get you know baby chickens boiled in their eggs and handed to them at lunch and such you know but uh
0: they might have their what we don't
12: we don't we you know we wouldn't be able to you know to stop and play kickball because we got to get production done but right you can work and have fun and we all have to work we have to teach our children to work
0: Absolutely, yeah. and with this government system that we have, they don't want you to teach your kids to work. They want you to insulate your kids from work as long as possible. To where, if you are sending your your young your kid who's ten years old out to get his first job under the table somewhere, the the system considers you a criminal for that. The system could put you in a jail cell for encouraging your children to work.
12: Well, there's plenty of jobs out there for children at that age, and you know you have to be part of the machine, or else they're going to be beating down your doors. And in CSCI out to get your children. There are plenty of jobs out there. You know, kids can go and mow lawns. They can clean chicken coops. They can buck hay. And no one is going to be the, you know, be wiser about it. You know, and it's up right. to the parents. It's up to the people to to put this into their children and tell them you have to go work. And this is one more way that the government is just trying to control all of us. And yep. you will go work and you will help provide for the family.
0: Unfortunately you have to be kind of uh quiet about it. You have to be sort of silent. You can't really make it very public that your kids are out doing something productive well, and, because and of these childhood advocates.
12: On, and that depends on where you live. Right. You know, you can't do this down in the city, but if you you know and if you want to fight this then you move away from all that. You move away from that. What was so the thing? I missed what you, you th- said
0: about the construction site. What was the the fun thing on the construction site with the chicken sandwich? I missed that. What was that?
12: Well, oh, uh, I had some uh, hard-boiled eggs that had baby chickens in them. I didn't realize they were fertilized, and I had gotten a couple of them, and so I tried them out on my buddies before I would eat them.
0: So you and cracked open the egg and you cracked open the egg, and there was actually the the corpse of a chicken inside it.
12: Well, if you want to call it a corpse, but I didn't – I, you know, you can't see it through the light. you got to bite into it before you find it.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's a, that's a nasty, <laughs> naughty prank. Thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a difference between a uh, an at-work prank and taking time out officially to have a sack race. Yeah. I think there's a difference there. 1-800-259-9231. You know what, Julia? We did pull up a little bit more in that article. I don't know if you want to share just a a few more thoughts uh, from that that story. We did pull up the online version.
1: Yes. All right. From his home in Los Angeles, Noxon says that adults are turning to child's play because everything is up for grabs. Social norms have evaporated. The change, he says, is pervasive and cross-generational. Not too long ago, society frowned on 40-year-old skateboarders or comic book collectors. Now, they are celebrated, Noxon says. The shift came about through affluence and and abundance. In his book, Noxon writes, it's hard to nurture your inner child when you're struggling to keep food on the table. Adults' attraction to childish things increased in the strange and uncertain aftermath of September 11th. Other factors play into the cultural change, he writes, uh, looser... Hierarchies in the workplace lead to less conformity. Witness row upon row of cubicles piled high with lunchboxes, action figures, and beanie babies. Changing roles at home allows parents of both genders to identify more closely with their children. And longer lifespans have kept us in tune with our child life sides longer than ever. So
0: tr- it sounds like he's trumpeting this. He's heralding this as, uh, as a beneficial thing.
1: It kind of does. He hasn't brought up what we brought up, which is that the government is the cause of this.
0: Right. And it's very unlikely right. that uh, that he would. Um, it, I don't see this as being positive at all. Uh, getting in touch with your inner child look it 's one thing to enjoy something on your own time it 's one thing to enjoy an old hobby or something like that that um, you know skateboarding as he as he gave an example that's that 's something you do on your own time but to take a a half hour out from work so you can uh, tool around the parking lot on your skateboard is a is another thing entirely and I think allowing uh, allowing this sort of search for childhood to interfere with the adult world and adult productivity is the real is a real serious issue. And uh, I find it kind of frightening.
1: Yeah, you're right. It actually says here that he's an advocate of juvenile activities. So he does, he supports this. He thinks it's a good thing. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll be fighting it here as uh, much as we possibly can on Free Talk Live. Got to get another call in here. Uh, Tom in Wisconsin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Tom in Wisconsin. Tom going once. Tom going twice. I guess Tom is gone. All right. So 800-259-9231, the... Again, the issue is this sort of childification of Americans. It's not something to be heralded. It's not something to be proud of. If you want to engage in, you know, childhood act, childlike activities on your own, in the privacy of your own home or off, on your off time, great, that's fine. Get in touch with your childhood. Do whatever makes you feel good. I'm not trying to control you here. I'm just concerned that if this gets more and more institutionalized, as more and more businesses start doing these mandatory recess things, these silly little childlike games, inevitably the childhood advocates are going to get in, in positions of power, and many of them are already there, who want to protect your childhood, help the adults, get in touch with their inner child. Let's mandate it. Let's mandate that everyone have recess at, at, uh, at, at their biz, place of business. I think that's the direction this is going in. Is it going to happen tomorrow? Probably not. But how long will it be before some politician proposes mandatory recess at work?
1: In Massachusetts or California first.
0: Yeah, right? How long is it going to be? I can see it happening within the next decade, if not the next five years. It's been in here with you. And Julia. See you tomorrow night, online in the meantime, at freetalklive.com.